Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Average Chase Podcast. As always, I'm Jay Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay Jeremy Francois. So we would like to welcome you today to what? What's today? April 11th. April 11th in the year of our Lord, 2023. For all you newcomers, this is the Average Age Podcast, where we remind you of the nerdy news that happened this past week. So we have a pretty loaded docket. Awesome. Um, and it's all movies. So strap in because J&J are once again going to the movies. I was going to say take you to the stratosphere, but that one's better, too. So first one up, I actually heard about this earlier today, and I was like, I just thought it was super cool. I had no idea that this was a thing, and it's also a little sad. So Lego Batman, um, the amazing 2017 movie, actually had a sequel that unfortunately we might never see. It's funny you say that, because I remember hearing about it like, oh, it's going to happen, and then it just got lost in the ether. And now you're just reminding yeah, us about it, it again. It, it makes sense because it did such a stellar job, like critically and with audiences. But yeah, we never got one. But apparently, director Chris McKay shared a couple of details about it. Um, and it would have been a Super Friends meets the Justice League meets the Godfather kind of hodgepodge. So basically, it was going to explore the friendship between Superman and Batman. And dive into the human aspects of Superman and how hard it was for him to kind of like trust humans and his alienation from human society. Why mm. Superman and the Justice League, I mean, why Batman and the Justice League have such a strained like connection. We saw a little bit of that in the, in the regular first movie. Um, yeah. And the thing that's super bums me out is that the script was with Dan Harmon. So it was going to be Dan oh, Harmon and Michael Waldron. I actually don't know Michael Waldron, or maybe I do, but it's escaping me right now. But yeah, the script was going to be penned by Dan Harmon. I think that would have been awesome. Um, and in McKay's words, it was going to explore Superman and Batman's relationship in a very different way than you've ever seen it portrayed, including Superman's alienation from humanity and how hard it is to truly be friends, real friends, for years. It was ultimately going to question, going to answer the question, how do you become super friends? And there was going to be a crossover with the major franchise that can only happen in a Lego movie. So, you know, Lego Batman had a bunch of crossover, like villains and stuff. We also saw it in the Lego movie where they had like unlimited potential to just add in whatever characters they wanted. So mm. it, it kind of leaves you to think like what would have like what franchise could have entered the mix there? Yeah, it saddens me because I remember when the first Lego movie came out, that was like the thing, and then they made Lego, Lego Batman, which is part of that line. It's not Le the Lego Batman movie, other Legos or whatever company that does it. You, you can tell mm -hmm. by the animation. I, I just it's hard to describe it. And then they made the the Ninjago one, which wasn't mm -hmm. really well received, really. And then, then they made a Lego Movie Two, which I still haven't seen yet. I just have it, but it's like I didn't hear anyone like r rage about it. And then it was okay. Then that we just haven't gotten any more. And I I don't know if it was just like the first one was just a one hit wonder. Well, it's just Lego Movie and Lego Batman, 
and that's it. That just holds up. Yeah. And then that franchise just kind of just withered out. Yeah, so it it hurts. It saddens me, I'll say, because I loved Lego Batman. It's one of the best yeah, Batman we've watched movies. That many times. <laughs> yeah, it the portrayal of Batman, like while, you know, it is directed to towards a younger audience, it put Batman in a whole new light and it actually is extremely it's an extremely emotional movie showing his like kind of like lonelier side, a side that we we know about yeah, and it's been hinted definitely at. Definitely aware of. And it's just like But like it really dove into it, like his struggle with having like people close to him because of what happened with his parents and like it I it did such a great job in making it a digestible thing for all ages. Um but yeah, this was this came from an interview with Uprocks. Um McKay was talking about Renfield, his latest movie, and well, his upcoming film. And he said that because Lego is now with Universal and Warner Brothers, uh, it isn't likely, and they might license the Batman project, license out for the Batman project. So the license for it is, I guess, expiring, and we might not. What sucks is that, and in, in we might reality, not see them even care about it. And that's why, look, I, Hollywood has got given us great things, but because of suits and license things we never get to see what could have been and yeah it sucks but let's just say never say never because things can happen yes i would love to see michael Sarah come back as robin best casting ever the character we hate and love at the same time but more love <laughs> moving into a character filled with love we received the latest teaser for barbie last week um, we actually we didn't talk about it on last week's episode. We I don't think we didn't. Yeah. I think we missed so, it. Like we it dropped that we didn't talk about it. But yeah, yeah, I think it might have dropped the day we actually recorded. But regardless, we're talking about it now. We're jumping into the Barbie world where I'm every and I don't know the lyrics <laughs> wrapped in plastic. Yes, thank you. It's fantastic. So just wanted to. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just couldn't. No, I was I watching myself in the feedback. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just wanted to kind of dive in here. Um, we finally got to look at the cast lineup and like who they're going to be, which is, I thought, pretty fun. We're having multiple Kens, a lot of Barbies, but only one Alan. So mm. Alan is <laughs> what I found out. Michael Sarah's character, he's actually Ken's best friend from the early 1960s. And apparently his whole thing was like he was Ken's best friend and you could swap clothes between like he could fit into all of Ken's clothes. That's that funny. was his that was his deal. Like, but he was very much the uh, second banana to Ken. Mm. But we got to see a bunch of other Kens in this movie. Um Simu Leo. Simu Leo being one of them, and he clearly has like sort of like beef he has, more, with, he uh, has a little more bravado than uh ryan gosling's can yes which leads to a fantastic exchange on the beach please go watch this trailer it was absolutely perfect from the opening where we see her walk up in her heels and then she steps out of her heels and her feet are still like arched uh -huh. which was i thought amazing just because that's the doll it's it's nice it's a nice nod to that because like 
when I was younger and I always see that it was just so weird. They never were flat footed or regular footed, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. And then I was like, that's weird. Just everyone's that way. And I want to say Ken is flat foot. I believe. Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Yeah. So that was, that was cool though. Yeah. Just having that added like detail of like, no, those are her feet. Just like the doll. I, I thought it was super fun. Um, Greta Gerwig mm-hmm. is just killing it with these cheesers. Like the original one that we got was great. We had that uh, literal like shot by shot recreation of was it two thousand one, right? And now having these little things, uh, you know, with the feet, with uh, Michael Sarah's introduction as Alan, all the Kens, all the Barbies, they all have their own roles. We also see that there is a connection to the real world. It looks like yeah. Margot Robbie's Barbie and Ryan Gosling's Ken make their way in her Malibu sports car, I believe. They make their way into the real world. There are other humans, um, people like uh, America Ferreira, Will Ferrell. I believe they're going to be playing like workers or it employees of Mattel. Very, it seems, and speaking, because we just talked about Lego Movie, it kind of is reminiscent of that. Um, something I saw as well online, I don't know if it's people just like, not nitpicky, just reaching. It seems like there's mm-hmm. a time differential. Like, you know, Ryan Gosling looks the same, but his hair grays out. But I think that was just the coloring of the, of the, mm-hmm. the scene. Yeah. Like in the scene where he pops out of the, the back of the car, his hair looks a little grayish. But I was like, ah, yeah. I think people are reaching. Yeah, I feel like that'd be the same thing, right? Um but alongside this teaser, last note here, they gave a slew of character posters, all with the famous Barbie Mattel backdrop. Yeah. Um, and each actor or actress is listed as either Barbie or Ken. Yeah. So for the Barbies, we have Margot Robbie, Harry Neff, Hari Neff, Emma, Ma- Emma Mackey, Dua Lipa as the Mermaid Barbie, um, Anna Cruz Kane. As Supreme Court Justice Barbie, Sharon Rooney as Lawyer Barbie, Issa Rae as President Barbie. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. I I totally forgot about this. Kate McKinnon as, like, the broken, like, drawn-on, messed-up Barbie. Because I remember seeing that scene. I was like, I wonder if she's that type of Barbie. And then that did, they're nice. That's nice. So awesome. Um, A couple more. There's Barbies of all shapes sizes races ethnicities it's awesome and then for the kens we have ryan gosson as the main ken simu leo as ken and cuddy gatwa i don't know if i pronounced that right i might have just butchered I, that how do you is it uh how do you spell the first letter n-c-u-t-i okay kingsley benadir Scott Evans, and then the one and only Alan. He's Michael in. Sarah. Um, why is it? I'm bl- he's in that popular show on Netflix. Is it Sex Education? And Emma Mackey is in that show too. Who looks just mm-hmm. like she's yeah. she's known for looking like uh, Margot Robbie. Yeah, um, which is funny because I believe she plays a Barbie in there. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I'm so yeah. So good. we we got a bunch of. A bunch of insight into the movie. Fun. Remember, this is just another teaser. We haven't even gotten the full trailer yet. Um, but I feel like we've we've gotten a lot. So 
Or no, I'm sorry. This was the first full trailer. So I probably won't even watch anymore because we've gotten so much information on this. Like, I feel like I don't need any more. Yeah, this one did but, a good job on, on that. Yeah. But if you have not seen it, go ahead and check it out. Next one coming up. Great segue. We're talking about that show from Netflix because we have another Netflix show that we're going to be talking yes. about really quick. Everyone's favorite Stranger Thing. Pause for effect. Is being turned into a Saturday morning cartoon. So Stranger Things is getting a full-fledged animated series on Netflix. So I was super like, huh, about this. Like I was interested. I'm hoping that it's um leans a little more towards like anime. Like maybe like like the same almost like the same production is this i feel like this would be too hardcore but like castlevania or left i was just gonna i was just gonna say Mm. i would love it to have the castlevania treatment because i think that's the perfect studio and animation to go with this i you know what it is too with castlevania they were uh i guess they were testing the waters because this started out with four episodes but yes stranger things does have a large following so i think if you make that company can do it an animation car not cost, but animation takes a lot of work. So they would mm-hmm. have to hit the ground running with that one. Yeah. So apparently, according to Variety, Netflix ordered a currently untitled Stranger Things animated series from the Duffer Bros, Eric Robles, and Flying Bark Productions. In a press release, the Duffers stated, we've always dreamed of an animated Stranger Things in the vein of Saturday morning cartoons that we grew up loving. So. That is one little line that gets me like, maybe it won't be as like, like serious, you mean, professionally or? animated, you know, like, I like, think like on that Castlevania status, if it's a Saturday morning cartoon, that leads me more to like, well, I don't know, yeah, the first thing that came like, to mind is like Care Bears. Yeah, I was. Uh, it's funny that your mind went there. I went to Jackie Chan Adventures because that's even giving it a little more grace because I would, yeah. I, again, like. Like whenever I think of like when I want to create something and I want it mm-hmm. to be in that vein, I wouldn't call it an anime in a sense because it has that sh- that anime sheen to it. But now if you're saying the studio mm-hmm. is going to be behind it, that means, you know, and at this point we're just sitting here speculating. So it's yeah. like, it's it's hard to say. But the fact that your mind went to Care Bears, <laughs> I come at because- Care Bears. <laughs> I'm just, I think the reason why, because they said the 80s. Saturday morning cartoons. So you got things like G.I. Joe, Care Bears, My Little Pony, uh, Strawberry Shortcake. Uh, I, I mean, I guess like the this. real Ghostbusters. Yeah. I think they all kind of shared that same animation style. I, I, I would like to assume, and this is just me putting my foot in my mouth, I would like to assume that they're not talking about the style of animation, but just the mm-hmm. feeling. Because mm-hmm. it seems like uh, and can't take emotion from just this line that he just said, but I would hope to say this is just a passion thing. And he's like, I yeah. can't wait to bring them back. Cause what struck my chord is what if I ever, you know, God willing, mm-hmm. you know, future bestselling author here, um, I get into a streaming service and I'm like, Hey, I only want this to be shown every Saturday morning. Like that yeah. is just like a feeling that I would like to give to the, the future generation. That they're not gonna yeah, something to look forward yeah. to, right? So I like, would hope they're going in some similar vein, but that again, that's mm-hmm. just me assuming. 
Yeah. No, I mean, they totally could. I would love to see it in like that WB Kids, Fox Box, like Saturday morning feel where animation and story were actually a little more polished in those types, right? Jackie Chan Adventures, we had the 2003 TMNT. That was on Fox Kids, Fox Box. On yeah. Fox Box. And then we had, you know, a bunch of other stuff. Um, but a lot of Fox shows were like the anime that were edited, so we can't really. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I will forever say bring back Fighting Food Ons. Sonic, Ultimate care. Muscle, Fighting Food Ons, like Ultimate, you said. Ultimate Muscle. Yes. Anyway, I digress. Random sidebar. It's coming back. What's coming back? Ultimate Muscle. No, it's not. Shut up. Yeah, not. I don't. I don't believe it's gonna come back as like a Saturday morning thing. But I think in Japan, like the actual is gonna come back. Oh, the actual like, anime yeah, is coming back, not edited. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, but that's definitely for gonna watch day. that. Something for another. Yes. Day. But talking about things that bring us to our childhood, the House of Mouse has released a new trailer for Peter Pan and Wendy, and I saw that. I didn't see the trailer, but I saw that they did. You saw it. I, yeah, I saw it. I watched it. I will say I am. It, it's getting me to a place where, like, I've gone from like cautiously optimistic mm. to optimistic. And remind me, is it a show or a movie? No. So this is going to be a movie. It's a full fledged movie. Um, Jude Law is playing Hook. Yes. Yeah. We have a couple other actors in there, but um, that's the one that like sticks with me, I guess. But. It looks pretty cool, man. It's very similar to Neverland back in 2004 or something mm. like that. It's not as, like, I feel like a lot of that movie had that dark blue filter on it. It's not like that, but it does have this more realistic tone. Um, we see, in it, we see Tinkerbell come in, sprinkle the the darling kids with the fairy dust. They They capture Tink just like in the original. Wendy, uh, Thomas and James, I think. Anyway, Wendy and her brothers, they're there. Peter Pan comes in, saves Tink, and they're like, we're going to Neverland. And, you know, they do the whole thing. Uh, we get to see Captain Hook, his crew. We got a shot of the crocodile. Um, and which was pretty fun. And of course, you know, Tinkerbell. But what was pretty fun is we got to see Tiger Lily again, mm. and you see her. She looks like she's almost like a warrior princess type. Not very much like the normal like Native American princess that we saw her as in like previous installments. Yeah. She seems a little more badass. Okay. Um, so it, it looks like they're they're kind of like giving her character some more depth. Um, always a good thing, and it just looks cool. You know, it, it looks like a. It looks like a fun time. I'm officially optimistic, and I will eventually get over Peter Pan not having red hair, but I get it. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for this. I want to see how it plays out. It looks like the quality is there, and it looks like the cast is really good, yeah. just from like the little interactions they had. You know, we got to see the Lost Boys in the teaser as well as this one, and I just want to see everyone's chemistry like in the movie. Okay. So I think that's that's really what's going to set it off because it looks great. I think it's just From what the I remember actors themselves. In the teaser it does look good. Um yeah. Yeah. Right. It, so that's that's the main when thing. When you bring up the red hair I, and I'm sure I mentioned this once before is like 
either they do it crazy and they pull a Riverdale and they make Archie like Archie's head just it stood out like he had it wasn't Ariana uh, Ariana Grande's red hair back in the day Mm -hmm. but it was like it was like an fiery red yeah it was was bluish tonish filter on on Riverdale so on this one that would just stick out so it's just like he doesn't need to have red hair yeah so yeah, like I said, I'm coming around to it. I'm giving it its 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 due. I'm respecting the decision. I would not have done that to everyone, but you know, whatever. Let it go. I didn't direct it. Like frozen. <laughs> Sticking with the house of mouse, but moving into a whole other property that it owns, obviously. We're jumping into the world of superheroes and Marvel. Speaking of Marvel, there's, the Marvels. There's three of them. <laughs> the Marvels have had their uh first trailer. revealed and it is a trailer you know i like that did you see it you liked it yeah like it 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 makes it if i watch this movie it would wash out the the feeling of me not caring for uh miss marvel again we spoke about it i don't think it's a trash show i'll never say it's a trash Mm -hmm. show out of respect for people who put put did the hard work it just wasn't geared towards me i just watched it to mm-hmm. get my i need my you know what it is i'm a i'm a connection uh i don't want to be crass about it but i'm a, i just fiend for connectivity so yeah. i will sacrifice certain my feelings about qualities of certain shows or movies just to connect mm-hmm. me to the next thing yeah. um so i did like her i believe as uh miss mm-hmm. marvel so seeing this trailer I thought it was good. And then because it has this movie quality, they have to up mm-hmm. the, the, the costumes, uh, everyone's design. It's cool to see everybody from the show come back, especially if we're, uh, Monica Rambo from WandaVision come back into yeah. this this big bigger stage. Even Kamala Khan's family. Yeah, like, like that, 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 that whole family, that, that yeah. Cool. Questions like, Nick Fury. I was like, we got secret. Like, where is this gonna tie? Like, that's why I'm like, I'm gonna see this, even though I'm not. I was didn't really care for the first movie. I'm mm-hmm. there for Nick Fury. I'm like, where? Why are you connected to this? When do you connect to this? Um, Brie Larson. Sorry, I'm just. I'm, I'm gonna be a, a a masculine person about this, but she looked great. Uh, Monica Rambeau. She looked great. But that brings me to this thing yep. too. Uh, and I hate saying this, but this is the thing people say. Black Twitter say, like they're just gonna see this movie from Monica Rambo because they saw, you know, because what was it? They saw her butt in the like, freaking uh, WandaVision. They're like, that's what it's. It's Monica Rambo and the Marvels. <laughs> that's one of the the things I saw. But it, it looks good. It looks good. I mean, you know, aside from the male gaze, yeah, aside from um, that. They do look fantastic. Um, <laughs> Watch what we say. <laughs> but we are allies. Um, and, you know, I I feel like this, you know, it's a teaser trailer, so it's fine. You're not meant to have all the answers. I want the full trailer, and then I'll weigh in. I care about this movie. You know, Captain Marvel, when it came out, I viewed it as a little bit of a letdown. To me, it was very mid. It was shoehorned in. Yeah. Yeah, it was very mid and it could have been better. Whereas, like, Miss Marvel on Disney Plus, I enjoyed most of it. There are a lot of pitfalls, but I enjoyed the portrayal of the character. I enjoyed her progression. 
Um, but there is a lot of things with the show that I didn't love. So seeing her, like you said, on the big screen, I think is like a great palate cleanse. We're getting the connection from the show. We have all the family members there. I'm sure there'll be deeper connections. Um, and then we have the connection from Captain Marvel as well as WandaVision in the form of Monica Rambeau. So the one thing that I'm like, and I mean, I guess this is what the teaser trailer was meant to do. Same page. I'm very interested in why their powers are making them switch places. And and again, we get into speculation territory where it's yeah. like, does it have to deal with um like this ancient stuff, like even Simulio's uh rings? It it just gets yeah. into all that with the eternal. They could do whatever they want. Um, but I don't know if you would agree with this. My concern for the the movie is I understand it's called The Marvels. No. Um personally I don't feel that uh Captain Marvel has a lot of humanity in her i don't like you like you said captain marvel the movie was just shoehorned in she was there so she had to be there for the thanos fight like i don't she's very two-dimensional to me she just was like i don't know she was just two-dimensional i didn't really believe i don't believe her again i love brie larson she's great but i just don't believe captain marvel like from the little that I've known about her in the comics, I believe that more. She has more personality. That's the word I was looking for. So with this being, uh, they, I don't think there's a lead in this movie. Uh, it seems like the three are sharing this lead, this lead yeah. role. And I'm like, am I going to find out more about Captain Marvel? Because to be honest, her f- mini flashbacks in the first movie wasn't, it didn't sit with me. I can't tell you what she went through, what her her problems were at the end of the movie spoiler alert when she's doing her her second rising action or her i guess her rising action or whatever the it's just escaping my arm but when she you know when you're coming back from getting up i mean from falling it just shows her through time getting up like as a kid as a and then it's just like showing her like being i'm i can do this and i was like oh that was Mm -hmm. a cheap way to do it um i just don't know who she is so that's what I'm afraid because I know who Monica Rambo is. I know who mm-hmm. uh, Kamala Khan is. Kamala Khan. Uh, the only thing I know about, and the reason I know a lot about uh, Monica Rambo is because we saw her in Captain Marvel as a kid, and then we get to see her as an agent. And I was like, we saw all these things; they were great. But Captain Marvel, she's the only one I don't know much about. I don't know her personality. I don't know what her dislikes are. I'm sure she has the dislikes yeah. that we've seen, but what is her favorite ice cream? Like, you know what I mean? Well, we've gotten a lot of, like, we got series on both of them that flesh out the characters, whereas we didn't get that with Carol Danvers. And then I hope this one does. Yeah, like, I enjoy the character of Captain Marvel, the Carol Danvers one, and, you know, I that movie, like I said, it just didn't do enough justice to the character and the depth that she actually does have. Mm-hmm. You know, it. I think it kind of set her up to have this almost like holier than thou thing, mm-hmm. which is a little weird. I get it because sometimes she does have that a little bit of arrogance in her character, but we saw that even in the Avengers movies and stuff. Like she was very like, "Oh, I got this! Like I can do these." Yeah, things. because she and, disappears. Like, Mind you, she was in the nineties, disappeared, and she yeah. comes back. It's like, what was this growth that she's been through? Exactly. So, so I, I need more. I would hope in like, this one she and they they give us that 
Yeah. Like, you know, her adventure on Earth in the 90s was fine, but it was very much like a, it was a constant go, go, go. We didn't have enough time to really latch onto the character. So with this one, um, what I've been seeing rumors is the leading, well, I guess not the leading, but the villain is uh, Carol Danvers's half-sister. So she's a, she's a Cree that actually rises through the ranks and becomes an accuser, just like Ronan. Oh, I I saw snippets of who the villain could have been, and I was just like, eh, I'll find out later. But, yeah, so, uh, mm-hmm. so we could get some insight into Carol Danvers' background with, you know, through them exploring that, if that's in fact the villain. The only other thing is they might be kind of like teeing this up to be another weak Marvel villain because this villain was only introduced, I think, three or four years ago. Uh. In the comic it's kind books. of like uh, Gore, which they could have done a lot with Gore. Gore is a very well. Gore had a lot behind him, and they didn't do like, much. I don't know really anything about this villain. Um, I don't. I just I forgot her name. I you know I was reading up on it earlier, uh-huh. but yeah, the the biggest point is that it's the half sister of Carol Danvers. So I hope they, we shall yeah, see. I hope they emotionally you know? tie that because that's something that we need to. I need to again, and nowadays, and I'm sure. The regular normies of going to movies should know the best villain is the most humanistic villain. Like we need to be able to be like, oh damn, like I get it. I would have gone villain too. Like that, that that's what we yeah, need. Yeah, we feel. need to know their motivations. Yeah. Like Ronan the Ron, oh, not Ronan. Yeah, Ronan. Um in well, he was a bad guy in Guardians. He was a bad guy in Guardians, right? He was he was the main villain. Yeah, um, but he Roman, shows yeah. up. He shows up in, um, uh, and Captain Marvel. But he wasn't really like the true villain. He was just there. Yeah, he was just there. Yeah. So anywho, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's something to keep an eye on. This was again a teaser. So hopefully, when we get a full trailer, some of these questions are answered and it, it piques our interest. You know, with what we have going on, right? So. Moving over to the other wing of the House of Mouse, we have Star Wars. So Star Wars Celebration 2023 just happened, and there's a lot. That Are we just going to run it down? Because there's a lot. No, like- so I think, yeah, I think the best way for, it to, for this to go down is for me to just to run through it, and then we could talk about whatever has come up after, right? So we have three films. Directed by James Mangold, Dave Filoni, and Charmaine Obaid Chinoy. I'm sorry if I destroyed that name. So messed up. But <laughs> we have those three films that were announced. Um, uh, we have Daisy Ridley returning to Star Wars in a movie set after the rise of Star Walker, oh, of Skywalker. Oh. Um, it's set 15 years after the events of Rise of Star of Skywalker. Uh, I did see something. I don't think it's true, but I saw a leaked image that like had her pregnant. I think it's a fake, but if they're following the Marvel, uh, the Marvel way of uh, false mm-hmm. advertising, it, yeah. it's such an extreme. But then it's like, why yeah. show that behind closed doors when we didn't even get to see anything? So they're showing yeah. stuff behind closed doors that has to be true. But then also, it's yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, it, I hope it's not because it wouldn't make any sense, but whatever. Um, Kathleen Kennedy says that the new Star Wars films are pretty far along in development. So we're talking about 
mostly through filming yeah apparently um star wars is looking into the beloved era known as the old republic they're trying to make most of that like universe canon and remind me old republic is supposed to be uh before the empire right yeah and high republic is before that because that's the highest point of the civilization yeah that's how i try to remember it okay correct um dave filoni has confirmed that his star wars movie is a like mandalorian finale and it's the next logical step we haven't gotten a lot of things but it is set in a new republic period which makes we sense. also got uh, ahsoka release window and trailer with a season two being teased as well Rosario Dawson, we've we've known this for a while. She is uh gonna be do- starring as Ahsoka as like a grown up version of her. Voice actor is actually playing Thrawn. Yes, the voice actor from Rebels, um Lars Mickelson will be playing the live action General Thrawn Grand Admiral Thrawn. And the series of Ahsoka seems to be following the search for Thrawn, like Ahsoka trying to confront him and make sure he's... Which she started in Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, not started, but we know she's searching for him in Mandalorian. Correct. Mary Elizabeth Winesett is playing the live-action version of Hera. Hera, yeah. She did the voice She did the voice acting for her as well in Rebels. It only makes sense um, to get the voice actors to do these things. Yeah, like, it's, it's perfect because their ages all line up to, like, the timelines. Like, if they didn't it would have been an MMO, right. massive this opportunity. So, what else? Okay. Apparently, Rosario Dawson trained 14 hours a week to recreate animated show stunts, which is pretty nuts. Oh, nice. Mon Mothma got uh, shown in the trailer. That she did, she did. Andor Season 2 is aiming for an August 2024 premiere date. Oh, are you going to say 2023? I'll be like, yeah! No way. <laughs> They've just been filming behind scenes just every hour, just just to give it to us. So, speaking about the High Republic, like we were just mentioning, the Acolyte will be taking place during the end of the High Republic, and it's making its way to Disney Plus in 2024. Apparently, the first details say that it's Frozen meets Kill Bill, which sounds ridiculous. I can't imagine those two in the same space, but you know what? Give it to me. I'm here for it. it. If it's done correct, I'm here for it. If you're going to give me a a version of Let It Go, but with sabers, I want it. (laughs) So apparently the showrunner for The Acolyte is set on challenging the Star Wars universe. Leslie Headland, hope I pronounced that right, is here to take on the Star Wars universe and is not just because her show is told from the perspective of a Sith. Remember it. Um, you just go, so a quote from her, you just go, well, where's the part that nobody's going? What's that about? And so to me, the institution of the Jedi was that. So they train children and that seems super complicated a thing. It's not criticism. It's just like, well, that seems strange. So she's really just kind of like, I guess we're going to see Jedi in a whole different lens. Yeah. Like. Instead of it being the norm for, for us to look at and be like, oh, this is, you know, whatever. We're going to see it from the lens of, like, why are they doing that? This seems weird. Yeah. Which I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty about. I like that. 
Yeah, because it's like, um, it. First of all, I like the fact that we're getting this because we we would get um, what was that? What was it? Vision season one. We wanted something like that with the first episode, so we're gonna get it. Um, but that is a, a it's the greatest selling point. It's the other side of. Oh, what just happened? Am I still there? Okay. Um, yeah, you're there. <laughs> so it's like, what what is going on with with the Sith side? I like that. That's a mm-hmm. great selling point. Whoever made that yeah. that pitch deserves three hundred raises. I don't know how much that is, but give them three hundred raises. So apparently, Headland told IGN that the frozen part of this is that it's a sister. It focuses on like a sister relationship. Mm-hmm. And the villain actually being a powerful, misunderstood woman. And then for the Kill Bill part, it's a really good reference for the modern day martial arts film. So, uh, so the design action team and design team pulled stuff from Shaw Brothers to Akira Kurosawa. Kurosawa. I just know that. But also films like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So well, the fight scenes are going to be crazy. That's what I'm hearing. Like, absolutely ridiculous. Is, like, I wonder what kind of animation style this is going to be. Like, is it going to be like Clone Wars or is it going to be a new a new animation? Like we, had, like, we had Clone Wars and we had Rebels and then we had the Garbage Resistance. And then are we going to get something different? Well, I don't... Is the Acolyte... I always thought it was going to be animation. Is it? If it is, if it isn't, please do it well. But if it is, uh, let me actually look up if there's anything on that. Because I'm not seeing anything in this uh, in this breakdown that it's animated. No, it's live action. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm really excited for you guys to see things you haven't seen in live action yet. That comes from uh, okay. Captain Kennedy. Well, I'm not mad at it. It just you can push more with 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 animation. And the thing is, yeah. And not to like kind of come for Mandalorian as of late. Like some of the quality is just little because Still. yeah, because some of the I feel like because Mandalorian is getting all this attention and love, they're like let's put more money into this and then more investor means they want to see these things happening and it just looks so cheesy with with animation, if you wanted something, it still flows. You can't really see the quality because the quality is already at a standard, at a high standard. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the Acolyte is a risk-taking move. I hope it gives me Andor vibes in the sense that big suits are not putting their hands on this. No. So. Yeah, I hope so, too. Like McDonald's, I'm loving it. Okay. <laughs> So, Star Wars Skeleton Crew was also announced. The Disney Plus series that's set to arrive in 2023. Um, they shared the for the trailer, but there's very little news that they can give at the moment. They did show the directors of the series, which include John Watts, David Lowry, The Daniels, Jake Schreier, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Lee Isaac Chung. So, a couple of names in there. Tales of the Jedi is officially getting a second season. Hyped. Bad Batch gets its third and final season announcement. Wow. wow. 
that was oh my god such an emotional roller coaster <laughs> star wars visions volume two gets a first look which was pretty dope i saw the trailer nice. um the lando carizian series is definitely still happening so speaking to ign at star wars celebration kathleen kennedy revealed that the long dormant show probably starring daniel glover donald glover is still happening though didn't share much as to when we might see it i can just tell you it's still happening and he's very excited about it she said all but confirming that glover is definitely on board that i don't know about you guys but that just that uh that made my nipples hard yeah sent chills so. down my spine into the tailbone <laughs> Taika Waititi is still working away on his Star Wars film. His Star Wars film has not been scrapped by Disney despite its absence in Star Wars Celebration 2023. Speaking to Variety at the event, Lucas, uh, Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy said Taika is still working away on the film and it's just taking a while because he doesn't want anyone else helping in the script. Boo yeah. yeah. If, if that is not something that like reeks of like Love and Thunder sucked because so many people touched it. Like, I'm happy he's sticking to his guns and making sure yeah. that he's the one crafting love, this story. I would love for the people listening, it is not Taiko Watiji's fault because of Love and Thunder. Because look, he gave us Thor Ragnarok. Like, you think he would do something that bad? Like, he was just there just to sit on the chair. That was it. Mm -hmm. So, Star Wars Jedi Survivor get its got its final gameplay trailer. Um, it will launch later this month. Um, Excited and, for... Okay, they, they showed a, a teaser for episode 7 of The Mandalorian. And they've also, they've also confirmed that Din Djarin is no longer the only main character. Which, I mean, we've been seeing uh, as the show has gone on. Yeah. Bo-Katan has kind of like been sharing the spotlight last couple episodes um oh aaron mcgregor really wants obi-wan season two but apparently lucasfilm does not just yet oh, they just he, need to leave it alone just leave it alone speaking to variety at star wars celebration lucasfilm president kathleen kennedy explained how obi-wan actor might want another season but it's not something the studio is considering yet you know what i would want Hear me out. Just give mm -hmm. me a Vader movie, a Vader show. Just, but in the opposite end. I feel like there wouldn't be enough. There is. Like, yes. like there is, like, I think it would be a nice contrast. Like, don't give me a, don't give me a, a, a first, don't give me a parallel story. Parallel story would be dope. That kind of leads mm -hmm. into it, but then that would be bad. Give me something that he's, you know, give him a mission. Um, having read the first couple issues, actually volume one of Darth Vader, mm -hmm. they have a lot to play with. Again, you don't want to rehash the stories because those are canon, yeah. but you can pull from the legends and give me something new. I say, hear me out. I'm hearing, I'm hearing. Do a time skip. Mm -hmm. Maybe like eight years later. Mm -hmm. He's already trained with Qui-Gon. He's still in the shadows. And now he's doing kind of like the same thing and have it the same thing as season one, right? 
but have it end right before a new hope. Luke comes to see him. Like have it end with Oh, we just gotta we gotta use a lot of makeup on on uh Ewan McGregor. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure they can do it, but I mean I have a feeling that they wouldn't even address that just because like what in eight years he's gonna he's gonna age twenty years, you know? No, they wouldn't address but, it. You're right. But um no, yeah, I'm I it's it's that's fine. It's just like what was he doing? Like I think the whole point is to stay secluded. If they decide to do it, they have to pull something to be like, why wasn't he found? It's like I, it would have to be really. Well, it would, he, he, he's we got to remember he's been this guardian angel waiting in the wings all this time. Like if it's but someone trying he's... to like if someone found him, found Luke, yeah. and then but the thing is, Luke and family don't know what's going on. So it would yeah, have exactly. to be it would have to be a truly old man logan like clint eastwood like i'm doing yeah. stuff from the side but no one pre- and, and like they have to be like citizens they don't know what's going on that is the last time like in the spoiler alert if you saw the end of kenobi he meets luke for the first time and yeah. that should be the last time so he doesn't see him ag- until you know a new hope um, yeah. that is a cool idea we just have to get something really good and because that yeah, was- I mean, there's I feel like there's a lot that we could pull from. We can also grab um, we can have teenage Leia in there because oh. she does know about Obi-Wan beforehand. We can have him. We can have a live action thing about uh, Darth Maul finding him. Maybe an episode just around Darth Maul, like tracking him to the planet like we saw in Rebels. Have that parallel like what we've seen in animation and bring it to live action. And then we could also have stories about Vader, what he's doing. Like, I feel like there's a lot of things that we can have. I feel and this like could that's be just like, very Tales of the Jedi. And I would just like guess, that. Yeah. <laughs> but very true. Um, also, just a little sidebar. So there are FX, an FX worker, not FX, the studio, like VF, uh, visual effects. Yeah, visual effects. Um, from Andor. Took it upon his own, which, thank God. Because, look, I love Kenobi for what it was, but this guy elevated it with such small changes. I'm going to send it to you off air. Um, mm-hmm. It's called, and he retitled the title. It's called Kenobi Trials of a Master. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So two two scenes I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about. And you're going to be like, wow, that does elevate it a lot more. So a yeah. lot of racist nerds out there, when they did their own edits, they removed uh, mm-hmm. the, the Black Inquisitor. I forget her name. They move. They just remove her just to remove her, and I'm like, it doesn't yeah. push the for- story forward. Why are you hating? Anyway, yeah. that's just me ranting. But this guy, all he did was start editing some things. So there's a scene where Vader's sitting on his throne, but there's just nothing there. He's just sitting there while the camera's pushing in. What this mm-hmm. guy did was he added a big hologram of the entire galaxy, where every red dot on there was a confirmed kill of a Jedi, and he's. In a sense, it kind of is like he's looking for Kenobi. Yeah, Obi. So it's like yeah. it, it. I'm like, yo, just something like that elevates the story a lot more. He changed mm-hmm. certain things, like uh, the fight between Kenobi and and Vader. Instead of mm-hmm. it being all in the dark, where it was kind of hard to see, he kind of threw bluish background stuff, like blue lava or whatever, blue light, to kind of contrast okay. the fight they had in Mustafar where it was red. Mm-hmm. So he said, instead yeah. of red, it's blue. And I was like, I got to send you a he, they He made a trailer for it. It's on. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's like the red is kind of showing like the birth of the Sith. 
Whereas the blue is like the reawakening of the Jedi. And so that's yeah, fun. so like there's other things, and he he act again. He took it upon himself to hire actors to do certain fight choreographies, and but he had to use a lot of again. He's a great uh, uh, yeah. effects artist, so he had to make sure the like if they're doing a swing or a gun picking up a blaster, it has to fit so they can edit it into the uh, thing. But when it's finally done, which I believe it's going to come out in the summer. He's going to put up a link so you can watch it. Cause obviously it's not done by Disney, but it's yeah. something like, Oh, I can just watch this and be like, wow, this was better than the actual show. That's pretty crazy that they're allowing him to do this and like well, not taking yeah, it but down. It's like, he's not making money off it. He's doing it. Like it's, it's his money that he made from working on him yeah. or so I guess it's like a, about it. a fan project. Yeah, right? Like remember that project that I did, um, with when I combined, uh, end of episode one with the ending of season seven of uh, Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, it's just me doing that, but just giving people the link to watch it. Hmm. Now, if they were like season <laughs> decisions, I'm, like, I'm not getting money for this. Why don't you guys do it? Like that, that type of yeah. thing. Um, but I'm stoked for this um, to see that. I, I can't wait to send it to you so you can take a look. There was something else yeah, I wanted sure. to tell you about it, but we'll we'll talk about it later. So... Also, Star Wars Rogue Squadron could still happen. Mm. Apparently, um, this girl might come back. Supposedly, uh, Kathleen Kennedy said that Rogue Squadron is definitely something we still talk about, and alluded it that it may not return in the same way. Whether it's a movie or whether it ends up being a series space, that's definitely something. Should be a series. So I mean, not not mad about it. Um, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is not actively in development. Um, they're just talking about it. That's it's just a yeah, they're just talking about it. I mean, I still think he should get a trilogy. Oh no, I agree. You know? Like again, it's not his fault for what happened. Like yeah, again, no. everyone needs to understand. Just because of a director's name is on it or a writer's name is on it, it's it's how it ends up being. He made a lot of decisions that, again, I understand why they were done. Some of them was just like kind of a big F you to just the previous like no. writer. But then it's like there was, again, there was no cohesive thing. Um, yeah. But he definitely. The should, overarching yeah. issues were because of. The Disney. disconnect. Yeah. There was just yeah. this disconnect. And to him, if he has his own trilogy and it's, it's very well done, they were going to like, oh, wow, this is great. Like. Yeah. Yeah, people will will love it. Yeah. I'm sure. Then they're gonna have you're gonna have those people that love that hated the prequels but now love the prequels. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we also got a trailer, a new trailer for Indiana Jones and a Dial Destiny. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. The next Star Wars celebration will take place in Japan in 2025. They're skipping 2024. Mm. And we also got releases of a bunch of other stuff like toys and stuff like that. But I'm not even gonna mention those things but yeah that was pretty much everything that we've got yeah so far we from celebration we literally taught, made this episode just about it but we we could have made this a three-hour episode yeah, and just talked about yeah. broke down everything Thanks. but that is it for the star wars celebration stuff but there is a movie there is a movie that we saw when you take a mushroom we're gonna bring it like this like that. Like, so if you're watching, if you're watching live on Twitch, you're gonna you would have saw how Jay made his fingers get bigger. Yeah. So we both watched Super Mario Brothers this past weekend, and we're gonna give a small mini review, no spoilers. 
Um, Everyone dies. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no spoilers, but uh, I I think we should have a full spoiler cast. Oh yeah, I think okay. this okay. this movie it, it is short enough to have it. one. Yeah, yeah. But for right now, we're we're gonna keep it small. Um, we're not gonna take the mega mushroom, just the tiny one. Jeez. So, what? Right off what? the rip, what were your thoughts? I thought it was okay. It was fun, but I thought it was okay. My fr- yeah, I I like but the thing is it's straight up. Yeah, it's my honest opinion. Like yeah, no, like yeah, it's wrong. I went, but that's fine. I guess. When I learned how short the movie was, I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this they're really aiming for kids here." Yeah. And I sat there. I didn't think it was bad at all. Like this was not like, "Oh, this movie was trash." They, I went there. I enjoyed. I laughed. It, there's so many nods for people that were older and grew up with it. So, so many nods. Um, no problem with the voices. People, they're just really hardcore nerds. Probably the racist nerds out there that just were like, "His voices." I'm like, "Shut up." Um, movie was great. Uh, but it was just geared towards kids because it was just like, again, as a film person that looks at it, it was just like mm-hmm. things were just very fast paced. And I don't know, I would have to think about, we would have to have that longer conversation yeah. on that. But I loved everything about it. Uh, Jack Black's Bowser, um, the Peaches song is great. So have you been seeing the stuff that it's, it's eligible for uh, an Oscar? I'm with it. It deserves it. So it's eligible for like best original song. It's I'm with it. They if <laughs> if they get nominated, I'm happy they got that far. But it deserves it because yeah. I was there and I was like, oh, they have they have to play it one more time, and they did. Yeah, it was just fun. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it's I was I guess I had I went in there with no expectations too. But I guess I did mm-hmm. have expectations the back. Like I thought it was gonna blow me away, but yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, it's not like it's not like Lego movie when I saw it for the first time. So I want to compare it to that. But uh, a lot of nods that I loved. A lot of nods. Yes. Yeah. Tons. Literally from the opening moment of the movie, there's tons of Easter eggs. Like my to be inner found. child when the DK rap played, I was like, yes. I remember playing that as a kid. So I was like, <laughs> it's so dope to just see that. But it was, it was, it was really. Obviously, they did their their stuff. And like when we see the Mario Brothers, they're in like a an Italian restaurant. It's like a pseudo pizzeria and type deal. What, uh, and Brooklyn, New York, especially. Right? Yeah, it's in Brooklyn and all that. And like it's in that little restaurant. There's a billion, a billion Easter eggs for especially like hardcore Super Mario fans. You'll, you'll find them all. But um, yeah, I I will say like it, it wasn't a perfect movie. I can't even give it like a nine. Uh, because of the pacing. I think the pacing did it a real disservice. If this movie had another 45 if, minutes, another I think it would have been... Yeah. I, if it had another 45 minutes, I think this could have been a 9. I would have gave it a 20 to 30 minute extra, but yeah. The only reason I say 45 minutes is because they go through things so fast. I would have loved an extra like 5-10 minutes of Luigi in that bowser castle alone it would have been a nice haunted man like i i was expecting more in there but they just took him away and yeah they just took him right out spent with um luigi like he was just a yeah. hostage for the entire movie yeah so i was a little disappointed how they did him there things that i really loved 
where stuff like, you know, the fight between him and Donkey Kong, I thought was fantastic. You have nods to original Donkey Kong, but also like Super Smash Brothers. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Fred Armisen's uh, Cranky Kong. Mm. Uh, I, I just feel like the voice didn't really fit. But every other character was I, literally yeah, I expectations perfect. for him because um, when I played the, again, my only Donkey Kong knowledge was uh, 64. And mind yeah. you, no one actually spoke. It was yeah. all word bubbles. So I had to, all you had was the okay and the like the little, <laughs> so like, uh, what's his name? Seth, Seth Rogen's. Uh, like, I was mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, I guess. But I was like, I liked it a lot. It was not bad, but I was like, I was with the okay. I was waiting for that. I wanted a little nod mm-hmm. to that. Uh, only problem here, not a problem, but Lanky Kong wasn't in there. Everyone was there but Lanky Kong. Yeah, yeah, Tiny Kong, Diddy Kong. I believe Chunky Kong was there. Well, are you sure he wasn't in the audience somewhere? I would have to have to watch the movie again to see. I That's do. another thing where, like, there's so much that I need to watch this yeah. movie multiple if times. You, if, again, I'll say this. It's great for Easter eggs. If you want to just yes. go watch it. You just need to watch it multiple times. And um, just this is not even a, a, spo- a spoiler thing. This is just a it grows money so fast, ridiculous. It broke the record. For, yeah, I think what was it? Uh, what was the fastest growing one? Was it Bugs Life? No, I don't remember. But it broke the weekend premiere record for I think animated yeah m- movies or something. It was so fast. Hey, Literally, after I saw it, two days later, it was like two hundred mil. I was like, jeez. <laughs> Because it was something, this, like, this thing, like... It, it, oh, thank you. Uh, Sleepy Voice says Beat Frozen. That's what I was thinking. Frozen. So, it literally, it was targeted to everyone, and I think it did a really good job at appealing to all audiences. So, but like I said, another 45 minutes would have been great. They could have expanded on some things. I would have loved to see more of Mario and his family, because there's characters in oh, that family... Yeah, that that was such a like, opportunity. I wanted... And that was the thing. As a person grown up that has a longer attention span than kids speaking of i wanted to know more about it but kids are not going to care they wanted to see the wacky zany like easily like within his family and i i don't know what like i i don't know you know where they're gonna go um you know we've already heard that there's gonna be multiple movies that come after this but like his uncle in it and his dad they look exactly like Wario and Waluigi. Mm-hmm. So I want to know more about that. Is like, do we get, will we get a definitive answer that like Wario and Waluigi are like long lost half siblings or cousins or something? You know what I mean? Like they never really talk about the connection to the Mario Bros. There's even some dispute whether or not they're brothers. So will these movies like dive into that stuff? It, um, it, so, so the questions you're asking. I would love to know the answers, but kids don't care. And that's where they're, yeah, and, kids, that, and that's, and that's what their mindset is. Like the, the people creating this, they're like, let's try to answer these questions, but I don't think kids going to care. I think, but the thing is, you know what it is? It could be done because Sonic did well twice. And we got a foot, like if Sonic could do it, they can do it. Yeah. And, they did and it that's with the live thing. action people. So that's the thing that that's getting me. That's probably why I'm you a know, little like, while Sonic is also not a perfect movie, they did it. Like you said, like they did the thing. They gave a lot of exposition, a lot of depth to those characters, especially like Sonic and Tails and Knuckles. But like we needed that. 
you know, we got a lot of Mario and who he is. Um, we even got like tidbits of Peach. I would have even loved to see. I would have wanted to see more of that. I would have loved to see more of Peach. Yeah. I would have loved to see Toad's background because they didn't even touch on that. He's very clearly a. He's different. Like he's like an outsider Toad. Everyone knows him and everything, but like he acts very different from the rest I of the Toads. Every in time he was Kingdom. on screen, when he he whipped out the pen so and then he started Dude. making the food. Uh, but let's, let's not. Let's we'll wait. Let's save this. But I, I, the moment in the trailer when he spins the pan out after Peach gets the spear, I was. It, he's such a great character where I could see him having like an animated special or something like maybe movie, a one hour I would like to see his own movie to be honest yeah like i could see him becoming captain toad mm. you know i can see that being a thing and him having you know they showed the toad council in the trailers like the toad council going with him on the adventures because you know he has a group of toads so you know it, there's so many things that could have gotten a little more a little more time more. and that's why i'm saying mm. that 45 minutes to an hour Five to ten minutes on each one of these things really would have elevated the experience, and it would have, I think, done the movie justice. Yeah. So, I still loved it. I am definitely gonna like own that thing when it comes out. I'm gonna watch it a bunch of times just so I can see every little thing. Um, yeah. What I but what I was excited for. Too, I'm excited for more after. What got me hyped was to play all the games that, like, I know they're secret stuff. Like, I I haven't played it yet, but I wanted to hop on to Smash Bros. I wanted to hop on Mario Kart just to see if anything just popped up. And I'm sure they ha there has. I just haven't plugged yeah. in my thing. I need I need to check Mario Kart because, then remember, we, we had that update. update. But I'm sure that'll be a big announcement when it happens. Like, no one's going to miss that. I would love to have them update, like, um maybe the skins on smash bros mm. like give like mario luigi peach new skins mm. um like i think that would be fantastic because it's not like a massive deal you can even charge a dollar for it like whatever like i would pay for those things yeah. but um but yeah i mean it, you know clearly we're gonna get more i'm excited to see more i'm excited for these questions to be answered um we have people like jack black who's like really championing the movie and the sequels Jack Black wants Pedro Pascal to come in as Wario. I actually saw that, and then someone put like, "What about Willem Willem Dafoe?" And I was like, "Willem Dafoe as Waluigi? Why not?" There's there's a lot of hype around it, and I have to imagine they're capitalized on it. Even the cast had a good time; they were constantly talking about it. I mean, it was press conferences and stuff, but we've seen when casts don't like the movies, they stay shut up, yeah. right? Like. This is something where I think it has a lot of legs, and I really want to see more of it. Um, so with that, we're going to close it out. Um, we're going to go into a quick weekly wrap, um, and then we'll be, we'll be done for it now. But, uh, Jay. Um, watching. So, Super Mario, of course. Um, I actually am curious to see why Sleepy Voice says he's bull counting it, but if you want to write that in, uh, we'll take a look at that later. Um, so what did I see? So I forgot to mention our last rap. I saw Devotion. Did I mention that last time with Jonathan Majors? Great movie. Great movie. It's based on a real, uh, a real part of history. Um, it, was that the, the airplane one? Yes. Um, I've been trying to see it in theaters for so long, but then it, uh, and I just never got the chance, but it's on Paramount. Um, mm. it's, it's such a good heartfelt movie. Uh, I don't want to get into like spoily territory, but it's, takes place back in the day, or World War, no, not World War, 
it is one of the cold it's somewhere around the cold war era just around that time with with north korea and china between north korea and china it's called the forgotten war that's what it's called and um you know he had to deal with like I don't want to say have to deal with racism, but like it's not that's not the prim- prominent thing in there, but obviously it's there. But he gets yeah. a new wingman, and his wingman is very to the T and everything. And something that uh, you know Jonathan Major's character is always telling him, he's like, "I don't need you to fight my battles for me. I've been doing it for so long." He's just, I'm like, mm-hmm. just be my wingman. Don't don't fight my battles. And then there's like a point where there's a point in the movie where not just again, it's not really it's not spoiler spoiler, but someone dies. And then mm-hmm. the his partner, his wingman, was just like, "Oh, he should have done this." That was like his instant response. And later on, Jonathan Majors' character goes like, "You didn't have to say that. Like, dude just died. Like, yeah. you could have given more emotion, or you know." And um, other points where he's just like, "They they did a they had a mission," and his wingman just wrote what happened because uh, Jonathan Majors' character just like stopped following orders. And he's just like, he did this thing, he did the job, but then he got, he was going to get like reprimanded or whatever. And he's like, yeah, man, like, that's not the same. Like what, what you, what you just did kind of just would not give me a promotion or whatever. Cause obviously he's black. He's just not going to work. The yeah. same. And then he goes out of his way to help him out. And then he's like, bro, this is the slap on the wrist is different when a slap on the wrist on you. Like, and it, it's stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just such a good movie. The, I, 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 I cried at the end. Um, oh, wow. music is good. Um, I'd watch it again. It, I, I, I thought it was very well done. I feel like not a lot of people talked about it, but again, mm-hmm. because it's Jonathan Majors, he has other movies that they were touting up to going to, uh, Ant-Man and Creed. So it's like, it's like, oh yeah, Jonathan Majors, Jonathan Majors in this, these are his other movies he's working on, but people need to see this. Uh, and it's, and it's part of history. Like people need to know about, uh, the thing he's did, he did. Me and Gabby saw uh, A Thousand and One, another good movie, um, with Tiana Taylor. I don't know if it's, it's one of those where people are not, I have no idea. it's an indie movie. So okay. another one I, I got teary dying on. Cause we both mm-hmm. saw the trailer and we're like, oh, I want to see it, but we just have, have been putting it off. But I saw it. Um, Tiana Taylor plays a mom who also, I'll say this, everyone in that, in that film needs an Oscar. She plays a mom who, basically kidnaps her own son from foster care because she just got out of jail and for the longest time people are looking for her so she basically raised this kid uh Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a different moonlight moonlight was great but i like this more because it hit close to home it takes place in the 90s and early 2000s in harlem Mm. that's why like it's in a new york movie bro you need to see this movie because the way it was shot i feel like they shot this film back then and decided to put it together now. That's what it looks like because there's scenes where they, they have the twin towers. They have like up. How do you get these shots to look very old school? I know there's technology behind it, but I just still yeah. don't get how you can do that. It looks like they went back in time, shot the film, came back and put it together with an old school camera. Where, where is it on? This is in theaters. Like it's it's an indie movie. In oh, theater. it's in theaters. Yeah, a thousand and one. Um, if you ever get the chance, take Erica to see it. If she feels like crying, just letting it out. <laughs> it's such a good movie, and it's so important. It's so important. Um, huh. the, so and like I said, it's like Moonlight because you get to see the kid as a the kid the the kid as a kid teenager and then almost becoming a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, almost becoming an adult. The 
kind of like um I forget Moonlight, but I think I think in Moonlight each kid did great, but in this one I like the older actor and then the kid actor because they okay. I think they both deserve Oscars. Tiana Taylor did mm. great. Um I forget the guy who plays the dad. The dad he was the actor. He's in Black Lightning. He plays like one of the villains of Black Lightning. Um when you hate a character, you know they're doing a good acting job in oh, that yeah. show. But in the movie, he's great. He he really steps up as a father figure. Uh, but he has his own problem. Like everybody has their own problems. I can't speak more about this movie. I I want to tell you more. It's so good. Like you definitely gotta go <laughs> see it. Uh, yeah, no, I'll check it out. That sounds really cool. What else? What else? Reading. Uh, you know, I'm reading my One Piece. You know, I gotta do my One Piece all day. Repping East Side. For those One Piece fans, <laughs> you need to know what East Side means. Um, East Blue. Yeah, East Blue. Um, <laughs> what else am I reading? I I I'm trying to do a challenge for myself where I get back to my reading every day because mm-hmm. it's been a while, and I haven't read any comics lately. But I've been just uh, in my brain creating a new story, and mm-hmm. I just want to jot that down. I'm trying to challenge myself to write too. Um. And then, you know, I'm on, I'm on my last season of How I Met Your Mother again, so I'm finally at the end there. Gaming. So, remember I told you I started playing Sifu, and then my friend just gave me Guardians? I yeah. popped in Guardians, and I was like, let me try. It's pretty, it's pretty fun, because like, mm-hmm. I've heard great things about it. It's just one of those that went on the radar for, for most people. Um, yeah. Popped it in, it, you know, it feels like I'm watching a different alternate version of the Guardians movie. Um, mm-hmm. with these characters. Um, love the design. Um, what I love, love about this, and this is just a little thing, but it's cool because we never really had it, but we did. So I'm in, I'm in the beginning of the game where they're traveling out in this like big part space chunk of stuff or debris, and Gamora and Drax are in the ship, but when they're talking to you in their comms, it comes up to the controller. So you hear oh, them. That's nice. So they come up on screen, they're talking, and then the conversations never stop, which is what I like. So mm-hmm. whenever they say something, it either prompts you to say something and you can respond, mm-hmm. or Drax, uh, Groot, oh, sorry, Groot and uh, Rocket are talking to each other. But then if Groot is talking to me um, and I, res- or I say something, Rocket kind of translates. But mm-hmm. it's just, I can't really explain it, but just the conversation is just very fluid. It's like, they put in a lot of work when it comes to uh, dialogue. Because it's kind of... And it doesn't, you don't think it gets, like, dialogue heavy at any moments? Like, no, is it it's too just, much? No, it's just conversation. Like, dumb stuff, too. Like, there's mm-hmm. a point where, and, and this is the beginning of the game, where uh, Rocket, he said, uh, a HUD, a game, a scoring HUD pops up on your, like, visor. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Lord's like, what, what the hell is this? Did you hack my visor? He's like, yeah, I'm always fixing it. I might as well have done this. So you have to shoot these like things and whoever scores the most wins the bet. So like mm-hmm. every time I see, I try to beat him. So like, I think I left off at like 27. He had 25 because there mm-hmm. are times that he moves ahead. And I'm like, that's not even fair. But when I see yeah. it at a distance, I shoot it from where I am so I could get the points. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's just dumb stuff. So like they're just talking. Um, but it's not like in, god of war where once you start riding the sleigh or going on yeah. a boat that's when the they're just giving you story time they're just talking which is just normal in real life you're just having a conversation 
So it just fills the air while you, but it's just kind of like distracting in a sense because I want to listen to what they're saying and stop what I'm doing. Yeah. But I think the best thing about it was just the talking through the remote because I was like, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm going this way. That's a fun, like, quality of yeah. life thing. It's one of those things where with the PS5, like, I know they up the ante on the little ticks of, like, even the, the vibrate, the vibrating thing. Cause depending if yeah. you're stepping on metal or grass, you feel the difference on that. But the added mm-hmm. effect of having her, them on your ear coming through, it's just so great. So I can imagine if I had a headphones into it, it would just right into my ear. Oh, yeah. So it feels good. That's awesome. So, um, that's what I'm playing right. That's what I'm playing right now. But, um, yeah, that's, that's it's a, until Survivor comes out. Until Survivor comes out. Until Survivor <laughs> comes out. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Uh, um, for me, I haven't really wa- well. So I watched Super Mario Bros. I saw the Dungeon and Dragon movie. Liked um, I liked it. Um, I liked the Super Mar- Super Mario Bros. movie better. Really? Yeah. So I had the opposite I would, effect, and I saw. I would. First. I would give it a solid like seven and a half. Really? I really yeah. enjoyed Dungeons and Dragons. I liked it a lot, but there was just like I, I it's another movie where I have to watch it again. But there were times where it just dragged for me. I enjoyed the characters, the chemistry that they had, as well as like, you know, nods to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it never really made you feel left out also because yeah, I don't know I don't, a I, lot about I, Yeah, I didn't either and I, I, I felt included. Yeah, so it it was good in, in that sense. Um I called the the mid credit scene like before it happened i was like i leaned over to my friend and i was like oh it's it's gonna be this and he was like dude you're so right and we waited the scene popped up and i was like yep remind me because i i know i stayed but i'm like i can't remember you remember the questions we'll talk about it after. we'll talk about it okay. i totally but- forgot it was like so i had once the credits started to roll i i saw something and i was like oh it's this but um I would like to see more. I I enjoyed the movie. I think it was great. There was a lot of stuff that was like the effects and I especially love the practical effects that they used. I thought that was like such a good return to form like for like older ho- Hollywood. I loved it. Um Yeah, those things I really enjoyed, but I felt like some pieces of the story, um some of the characters, they were just a little weak. And I just wanted to see more of it. But as a first outing, I thought this was fantastic. And there's no reason why yeah. there shouldn't be more. Yeah. And we can get maybe like an anthology thing where maybe it's not the same team each time. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah, because I think this world is, it's you know, they gave big. a lot of life. It's to way the world. too big. Yeah. It's not Earth. It's way too big to be. It could be on the level of like One Piece planet where anything That's is so lived in. Maybe, maybe, uh, some of the characters do jump into another one, so it just connects it like they're just doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, because oh, I remember the questions now. Yes. Um, like what if Chris Pine doesn't come back? It's just like the girl, the the shapeshifter, uh, the druid. Yeah, what it, it could just follow, yeah, the druid and um the sorcerer, yeah, Justice Smith and the and then and finding the a new group, and it doesn't have to be yep. a it and it doesn't have to be a, a heist type thing. It could be something else. It could be the girl. She goes off and maybe she's a thief now when she grows up, his daughter. Like yeah. and she could do her own thing. Yeah. Like there's there's just so much um that you could do. 
I also loved that, you know, they had the Paladin in there, the guy from Bridgerton, forget his, his, uh, name, but, I um, I liked how he was like an OP NPC character that was like, oh, I'm only here f- for this part of the yeah, journey. I, that you. I picked up on, like, he seems too OP to be. Yeah. So it, it was, it was cool. I, I, like I said, I love the elements of the movie, but when you brought them all together, there was just some pitfalls mm. for me, but it, it's another movie that I, I, want to and have to see again to give like a full in-depth thing on but i saw that the same day i saw mario um besides that i've been really slacking on a lot of shows i just have been watching like brooklyn 99 in the background mm. but I, I need to catch up with mandalorian yeah i, I, I gotta watch bad batch dude uh, yes i didn't watch season two at all i gotta watch that <sighs> you're so lucky um, you just <sighs> <laughs> Um, and I'm sure there's a couple other ones that I'm behind on, especially One Piece. Reading, ha, huh? playing. I've been taking kind of a break. I haven't really played too much. The other day I popped in, um, cause I have it. I just never played it. Crash Team Racing, the, the remake. And I'm having a good time with it. It's a fun, just kind of like relaxing game. I popped it in because I only had like 30 minutes and I just, I didn't want to get into Hogwarts and like start something and then I had to leave. So I still got to finish that game, but you know, the time is ticking until I can, you know, till I have to rip it away and, and play a survivor. By the way, speaking of survive, did you see the new gameplay trailer? No, it's ridiculous. And, and again, it's not like a story. It's a gameplay. Yeah. So it just looks like I, that I watched because it doesn't say anything about story. But yeah. I was like, wow, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I I saw that it was a gameplay trailer. I saw that they showed a Rancor fight, um, but I haven't watched yeah. it yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for that. And I mean, beyond that, I think the only game that I'm like, quote unquote, playing is Marvel Snap. Okay. Like I said, this this past week I've really like taken a huge break on gaming. So it's I think I played an hour or two of Crash Team Racing and then I played um Marvel Snap whenever I had time. Gotcha. But um Yeah, I think that's it. And uh we can kinda we can wrap it up here. I just wanna mention to the listeners so the reason why Sleepy Voice is boycotting is because he wanted the Italian voice actor voice actor to be the voice. And I know a lot of people did. But to be honest, I'm happy that he was even in the movie. Like, he technically was in the in the trailer, like that trailer they made or that commercial they made in the beginning of the movie. That was that was not him. That's not him. No. That 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 piece is from the '80s cartoon show. The so that's Super a Mario. voice actor. That's not the yeah. That's Lou Albano. So and then what about that, what about when they wrestler. when they put Pan out of the commercial? And it's the guy next to them. Who's that? Is that the same voice? The guy next to them. What is they pan oh, out? No, that guy. That guy is the actual voice of oh, Mario. Okay, because they sound so similar. So I thought it was just they used no. the same voice for those. So two. that they literally pulled that was the theme song from the show okay. in like the nineties. Got it. Got it. The got Super it. Mario Power Hour. Uh, yeah. I think it was. Okay. That was the theme, and they just repurposed it for the commercial. Uh, but yeah, that yeah. guy, yeah. that cameo character, is actually. Oh, okay, okay. I That's thought... Charles Martinet. Got it, got it, That's got it. the guy who gave Marrow his voice. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had no problem with it. Um, Everyone needs to remember also, even in the wor- words of Charles Martinet, Mario does not have an Italian accent. Mario has a Brooklyn accent. 
And that's straight from the guy who invented the accent for Mario. And it, it, it even came out, Chris Pratt, um, I saw it all over the place today. Oh. He apparently was told to reread because his original accent for Mario was like two Italian mobsters. Mm. They were saying that he was doing too much of a Tony he Soprano really, yeah, thing. That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, so it, I, I get it. I get it. And then seeing this movie, it did well. What I love about voice actors, if I can't tell who it is, like Toad, obviously I knew it was yeah. Keegan, but I was like, that was not Keegan. He disappeared in that yeah. role. So it's well. like it's like Rocket with Guardians. I can't tell yep. who that's Bradley Cooper. So if you can do that for me, you did a great job. If I can Absolutely. tell that was Chris Pratt, because like in Lego Movie, I knew that was Chris Pratt. But this yeah. one, I, I it was hard to tell. Like, but the thing is, I kept hearing because I know what Chris Pratt sounds like. I can mm-hmm. kind of tell, but it's still I was able to get lost in this new Mario voice. For sure. So with that, guys, we're gonna wrap it up here. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to us on Twitter and Instagram. The average J is on Twitter. Average Chase Podcast on Instagram. And of course, join in every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on twitch.tv slash the average Jays so that you can join in on the fun, um, watch us live, interact with us. And on top of that, we typically uh do a about a half hour to 40 minutes of extra show after the main recording called J and J After Dark, where we will like break down a topic and interact with the with people in chat and stuff like that today we're not going to do that but typically we do but yeah that's just about it so thank you guys for for listening thank you for watching and we will catch you on the next one catch you on the flippity flop bye